Jack Nicholson. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Jack Nicholson and Shelly Duvall from Don't Be an Idiom. Welcome to the Idiom Show. This is the only place that you can come in the uh, digital world where we're going to present you with idioms and we're going to tell you where they came from. That's right, Charlie. <laughs> Man, I'll, you got the shield of approval, oh Jack. I gotta, I gotta tell you, your Jack Nicholson impression is actual garbage. <laughs> you can't just, you can't just be like, my Jack Nicholson impression is generic Hollywood man from 1947, and call it a Jack Nicholson. Sounds impression. good the way you're saying it. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> but I'm just telling you that it's poor. Well, that's my <laughs> shtick. I do bad Jack Nicholson impressions. Yeah, Jack, what do I gotta do to you? To, to I'm shut pretty good. The fuck up. He's making the face too, and actually, the face helps a lot. How about you bite me? Bite me on the butt. I'm Jack Nicholson. What All if right. this is as good as it gets, <laughs> people? <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> All right, that that is actually a good uh, Jack and <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, welcome. Welcome back. We've been on. We've been on. We've been monster hunting for so long. Yeah, we forgot how to do idioms. Well, we, we found our way back. No, we didn't forget, but yeah, we've done a lot of dubious monster stuff. But now that's taken a back seat, and we are going full on idiom force straight through episode fifty. We are off of the dinghy onto the flagship. Oh. <laughs> That's a spike. <laughs> I knew it. I could even hear that. So, um, yeah, great. So, so welcome back. Uh, we are we're pumped to do some idiom history today. Uh, how how have you been spending the rest of your summer, Albert? Because we went on our road trip, but then I've you know I've been spent... doing a lot of alone time. Okay, because we were together a lot. So, so you needed a kind of like break from all humans. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have that effect on people after <laughs> ten minutes sometimes. <laughs> What'd you do? me uh i was in iceland it was good the main reason i was there was for troll stuff right i just wanted to see trolls right so you might remember back to one of our one of our our first and only um dubia monster christmas episode we were talking about in iceland there is a monster called grilla or mm. grilla we're sure and then and her 12 yule lads right so I don't think Ryan realized this when he bought the tickets, but then somewhere in the air there, he's like, I'm going to see this stuff that we talked about. And that was probably a great surprise. It was pretty, yeah. we Because you, you didn't know before you bought the tickets, right? You can go to the place where the Yule Lads live. Did you I, know that before you bought your plane no, tickets? No, no. That's what I mean. Like, he didn't plan. Like, what a nice surprise. That was a big, nice surprise. Um, but Were the, you on Icelandic soil when you realized that? Yeah. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I was, I was like looking up stuff for the like to do around certain areas, and yeah. then I was like, "Oh my god, the Yule lads are from this spot!" And we just happened to be talking about it. It was that's bringing both shows together. <laughs> reverse, reverse, bring together. Reverse, bring together. Man, um, but the 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 I went to this one spot that had like a troll garden, and there were like these giant troll statues, and. 
there were little like placards along the way. So you just kind of like had to walk through the windy rain colds and like you get to read these little things about trolls and like references to troll stories. And um, it said uh, one of the things that many words and idioms in the Icelandic language make direct references to trolls, such as cool. troll loyalty, troll belief, troll big, and like a troll on a clear day. Man, they love trolls. Right? That's great. Uh, so that makes sense to me because I feel like that in hunting for idioms, when you, there's a lot of stuff about fairies. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of those words come from like Scottish or Irish stuff mm-hmm. where they believe in fairies. Yeah, right. So it just makes... Fairies seem like trolls in, in ways. Well, I, they're part of the same sort of yeah. dimension, right? Right. And they the build those little houses world. for them out there, right? That's and true. Yeah. Another cool thing is like a lot of houses, especially in the West Fjords, which are like, um, have a, a deep, a rich history of supernatural beliefs. But it, It's um, a rich history! <laughs> <laughs> Fjord is the best way to say a piece of land, right? It's the best. Right. <laughs> And that is rich. That is real rich. <laughs> Look upon my sword. <laughs> it's. I wish it's we had beautiful. I wish we had fjord in the we English start language. Using fjord I mean, more I think it's, and make I think it's it technically here. part. Like if you went to the English dictionary, fjord would be in there. I'm sure. Uh, but like we just a don't piece use of it. Measurement enough. or. A piece of measurement? Like, is it a type of, like, you know how, y- like a yard, a square No, it's a type of whatever. land. It's like a little. Oh, it has to be a type of land. I think it's a little like. So you can't have like many, I don't have like f- three fjords of land. You I, didn't, <laughs> no. I didn't think that was what it was. But I then see. I thought you I, led me down You're thinking path. of the word like yards. I'd like three yards yeah. of fabric. Yard. I'd like three fjords of fabric. <laughs> yeah. No, this is a. That's a, not what I first thought it was. It's a geographical thing. Yeah. You know? What is it like? Rolling grass. I think over it's, a cliff. I think it's like a little Viking sky. It's a little pop of land sticking into the water, oh, and there's a bunch of them. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Like maybe, uh, yeah. Anyway, ugly know. America doesn't have that stuff. <laughs> we don't have fjords. <laughs> don't, I don't think we do. Right? The nice stuff that we do have is on fire. So right, it's so. it's. Uh, um, but things are looking up. I think we're. Yeah, I think up. they are. <laughs> what else we got here? Um, you wanted to tell me something about lanternflies. Oh yeah. So is that is that everywhere in America? Or is that just in the Northeast? What, uh, well, if you deal? live in Philly, you know about the lanternflies. Uh, there's like everyone is like lanternfly lanternflies. Lantern lantern fri- fri- mm. <laughs> That's what they should make them edible. That would solve it. I'm sure. I I, I even I've seen signs around here that said like. We'll pay you five dollars for a hundred lantern. I saw that. I was gonna bring that up as like a, and then I saw this kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, but you saw that too. Yeah, and I feel like they're cooking them or something. I mean, yeah, or making candles out of their guts. That was I. That, that is. I do want to know about that because that's like that guy on our monster road trip when he was telling us about how they sell the nutria tails in, mm. in New oh, Orleans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are like the varmints, right? Yeah. In uh in the swamps. Yeah. So lanternflies all right anyway they're an invasive species and right. the the ad campaign around here in new jersey is if you like, you know if you see one down. kill one yeah so if you see these bugs with these black wings these like red spots or whatever they're yeah. beautiful they, actually they're, they're so yeah, cool they're looking. really cool looking um but you're supposed to just be like just stomp the shit yeah. out of it on site yeah so, so yeah so the thing i wanted to bring yeah, up wanna, about that tonight how do you feel is about that? that i i can't do it I can't do it. Oh, no. One yeah. like, and I and you know, what? I've been lucky because they haven't been 
invading my space. Yeah, like, right. I haven't really dealt with them that much. But you haven't had to choose to not kill exactly. them. Exactly. And mm-hmm. like I'm just like always sweating. I'm like, whoo, on another day I didn't have to choose. <laughs> Can um, I ask you a question? Have you ever killed one? I think probably because like a bunch of people were killing them yeah. around me and I didn't want to look like... Uh, can I, I want to fit you, in. Can I tell you my thoughts about the, killing lantern flies? Yeah. I I know it's the right thing to do uh-huh. because they like destroy crops. Yes. And, you know, they're, they're, I know that. But I, nine times out of 10, I stomp on them. And that's good. So, at yeah. first I just kind of try to channel my, that like five-year-old, six-year-old energy where you just, sometimes when you just saw a bug, you oh, want yeah. to stomp on it. Set it on it, fire. It's like illogical, but <laughs> yeah. it's just, so I, I try to like just channel that, you know, like, yeah. hey, it's a bug, stop. And then like, and then I saw this, like this woman in Valley Forge Park once, like she went to this kid, like, don't, don't stomp on that. That's a beautiful insect. Like she clearly had no idea that they were lanternflies. <laughs> and I was like, you're dumb. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, recently one, when one was like right in my way, I was like, oh, I just don't want to kill the thing again. I know. And do vegans kill lanternflies? Oh, the, now I, that's topical. So I, we should ask Jess. Right. Our friend Jess, who I, I can't imagine her killing a bug. Or listening to the show. Or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she might throw it on. Um, when the, Are when you the guys married are. yet? <laughs> I was thinking to each other. Time's ticking. Either way, it's sad and funny. <laughs> but um, we should ask her because I know, I know her. Um, I know her daughter Lucy asked her about them, and uh, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I don't know what those are. I think this was like you know before like it was it was on the news yeah. in front of our faces. And then I was like, oh, th- you're supposed to kill those. <laughs> Can't you teach Lucy about invasive species? <laughs> That's a lot for a kid. But it is a lot for yeah. a kid. Like, this is why we kill this. Anyway, so hopefully we won't have to do, keep on dealing with it longer. But there, there this moral duty to, like, not constantly yeah. kill does kind of... All I want to say is this. In the last couple of days, three have tried to be near me. And I tried to pretend like I didn't really see They're or probably... react fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Because I will submit to the peer pressure and kill you. Maybe they're, so. the, they're the spirits of your ancestors. You know what I love? I'm trying to... They're colorful, and then their eyes are red like Mothman. It's like they're, mm. one was staring me right in the face today. It was super cool looking. They've got mega Mothman vibes. Totally. And that's a cool thing. It is. So, anyway. Keep, keep it up, guys. Right. Whoa. We don't want to make this political now. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. All right. Whoa, whoa. Uh... That's it, yeah. pretty much for yeah, the top so, of the show. Yeah, let's um, let's uh, let if you're if this is your if you, this is your first time listening, we are each bringing an idiom to the table. We oh, don't right. know who has brought what. We keep it secret. <laughs> we keep it secret. <laughs> he's gonna tell me an idiom. I'm gonna guess the origin. Then he's gonna teach me about it, and then I'm gonna do the same for him. Right. And that's and then and we're gonna do the ending tight today. We it's always feel natural. We always today. do the ending tight. That's one of the best features of the show. I'm Jack Nicholson, <laughs> and the ending's gonna be tight. Oh my god, that is so bad. Oh, I don't know. If you saw my face, I think it would make more sense. Your face looked like I don't know Buster Keaton or something. <laughs> 
I don't know who that is, but I'm sure he's terrible looking. No, everyone else knows what I'm talking about. All right. So what's the game for today, Albert? All right. Today we are playing. This is how we determine who goes first. We play a game. Alien Hot Shots. Albert is now officially an alien. Wait. <laughs> this won the no, no, Oppenheim the... Toy Portfolio Gold Seal Best Toy Award. Albert's officially the game master again. Oh, yeah. I've been back. <laughs> I have not missed a game in so long. It wasn't about... I almost forgot today. <laughs> I was so close. All right. So Alien Hot Shots. Because it was uh, raining. We out. have a bunch of cards in front of us. Do I have to know anything? All right, here's what you got to know. Alien Hot Shots is basically the game of war, but uh, every once in a while they throw in a wacky alien card that does something. Don't worry, I've got the um, directions card right Great. here. Great, yeah. Okay, just tell so, me. Just we're just gonna flip. We're gonna play three rounds of Alien Hot Shots. Yeah, we might fast forward this a little bit. Watch because... how fast it'll be. Ready? Okay. And go. <laughs> Ooh, I've got the odd eater. But I got and it too. And you've got the inedible. What do we do? So that means I win. Mm, hold on. Also, the you can only eater. eat odd cards. <laughs> right. So I'm an even card. Two's the even number. Oh, okay. He just seemed like a special card or something. That's good art. We have an odd eater and an even just eater. Take it. What just does go that first. No, here, use your point. All right, I use my point. Okay, you win. <laughs> so now I'm going for two out of three. Okay, you won. All right, I'm gonna you go. See that great cool card in orbit. Um, must be great, Mister Lucky. I got. I got to tell you, every everybody. Uh, I don't know this. I don't know how to play this game. It made no sense to me, but I won. So, um, it seems like there's a lot of cards that Albert pretends he knows the meaning of. And yet you won. I didn't use the meanings oh, to, to my advantage. I don't feel bitter about losing. I'm I winning. Usually you lose. won. I know. That's what I mean. I'm just being. I'm just saying. You know. You're being a humble winner. <laughs> I think. I just went. I just don't get the game. Would you um, think I get the game? They definitely have. Le I'm wondering if there's a bigger instruction leaflet they didn't, and because it was secondhand game. Well, we can move on from this. All right. Okay. That's if you all, insist. That's all she wrote regarding the alien game. Oh, that's all she wrote. Hey, that's your idiot. You pick that up? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not no dumb chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's all she wrote is my idiom for today. What's the definition? That's the end. Great work, Albert. When there's nothing left to say, that is all of it. Um, this isn't... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you anything yet. I have to make my guess first. Yeah. So, like, an example. He got hurt, and he didn't play much anymore. That's all she wrote. Mm. <laughs> That's from a dictionary. It's a kind of a stupid example, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very basic... You could live a lot of different lifestyles and understand that one. <laughs> right. All right, so uh, here's the part where Albert guesses the origin of the phrase. That's all she wrote. Uh, common English idiom. I love it. You love it. Albert, let's hear the uh, possible origin. All right. One second. No, I know what... I'm, I'm going to go with what I've always thought that yeah. this was a reference to yeah. ever since I was a very young person. Okay. I. It's like when you combine two things, like... For example, when people say several, yeah. I need several things. When yeah. I was a kid, I always thought that meant seven things. <laughs> oh, 
I'm serious. And so now every time you hear that word, you associate when it someone with seven. says several, yeah. I'm like, you know, seven about seven. Because <laughs> the sev, yeah, sev. yeah. As very... a child, that's not a big leap. I don't think. No, no, it's fine. Right. Yeah. So I'd what... still love you if you were my son. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Uh, so <laughs> that means you're disappointed in me. <laughs> Nice clip, dude. It means you would. That was a very high <laughs> clip. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was going to get that excited about it. Anyway, so what I always associated this with was the show Murder She Wrote. Do you remember that? Yeah, oh, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. So you know, when I was a kid, I used to have sleepovers at my grandma's because it's fun when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got the Eggo mini waffles. Oh, uh-huh. always, dude. Ah, <laughs> I was the golden boy over there. <laughs> With your mini waffles? I was the first grandkid on that side. And so I was like, I was the joy of the world. Yeah. My grandma even got me a Christmas ornament that says joy. Oh my God. And that is the truth. Do you still think you're the uh, the joy of your family? Well, I, don't, yeah. I only got two years because then Mare comes in and yeah, that messes yeah. my whole thing. Right, your brother. But anyway, Mur- Murder, She Wrote is okay. where I thought that's all she wrote came from. Mm-hmm. So I just always imagined as a kid them being like, she's like, and then that was the end of the case and it was solved. And then she dies. And that's all she wrote. Right. So just for everyone who, who's not from America, didn't grow up in the early, you know, the 80s or the 90s, Murder, She Wrote is a, it's a, a, a she is a murder story writer who's right. widowed and retired. And but she, is she a fiction murder she, story writer? And yeah, then they come she, she's true? Like a, she's like a contemporary Agatha Christie. And then the stories come true? No. <laughs> there are murders in the town that she lives in in Maine, uh-huh. Cabot Cove. And that place takes that show takes place in Maine. Yeah, and oh, I'm gonna totally watch it now. So she's this retired teacher. She's writing these crime these these crime thrillers. They're really popular. And then there are murders in her town, and each episode is her solving a murder, which means that like the 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 death count, the criminal rate in this particular Maine town, wow, would be higher than like anywhere else in the world because wow. each episode I think is a different murder, and she helps the police solve the murder because she's really you know she's like a sherlock holmes kind of mind okay but but at some point she is also typing well yeah because her main job is writing novels fiction but But then then she keeps getting distracted by all the murders and helping the police yes that is funny (laughs) that is a deeper premise than i thought there was to murder she wrote Wow. Well, dude, we were like eight. You probably just remember like the opening credits, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that and the Golden Girls. I I got another story about the Golden Girls. Also about my grandma's sleepovers, you know? Um, I remember the first time my grandma was, I was like, can I watch TV before I go to bed? And she was like, yeah, um, but you can only watch Golden Girls. And I was like, my brain was like, as a child, be like, what? I know it can't actually mean what I'm thinking, which is like these women are made of gold. <laughs> yeah. Like kind of like a C-3PO sort of thing. Yeah, man. I was like, I know, don't get it that excited. <laughs> and it was not. Like, I, Dude, even I knew it was a dumb idea at that point. One but. of my most vivid memories is having to stay at my grandma's for the weekend, my mom, and she, we, I would see every Golden Girls episode. Yeah. Because that's that was just on the TV. It was like, be like the only channel that in a she row. had. And I just remember sitting on this like old couch and just being like, "Go, oh, I love the Golden Girls, I <laughs> yeah. guess. It's like, 
these mini waffles are good and mm-hmm. I am snug as a bug mm-hmm. in a rug. Mm-hmm. I'll t- I get meatballs I'm all day long. I'm not doing my long. homework. My so, grandma would make me whole trays of yeah. barbecue um, chicken wings and I would eat them and throw up. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds right. I had an eating problem. Oh, my God. So, Albert guessed that That's All She Wrote came from the popularity of the 90s um, Murder She Wrote show Murder She Wrote. My guesses aren't Angela usually Lansbury. like that. No, but um, I like that. But that is that is something I've always thought of. So. That's great. I lo- All right. Well, thank you for bringing that to the table. We can do whatever we want on the show we- because we invented it. Yeah, who are you talking? Why are a, you saying that though? It is a living document. Okay, so like, but like, why are you saying that? <laughs> oh, I thought it'd be funny for the, like if this is the first time. Well, we we do this sometimes. It feels like an interruption. I was about to start. Oh, oh, wait. Okay, is this a hint about your idiom? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, then suck it to me, baby. <laughs> All right, thank you. So this is a distinctly an American phrase. It's all about the USA, baby. We made this one. Go USA! <laughs> Olympics. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about Dear John Letters. Do you know Do you know what a Dear John Letter is? Well, I know a little bit. I know Taylor Swift has a song called that Dear makes, John, that and that's so a reference to it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Dear John Letters, it's a war thing. Like you would, isn't that where it came from? It's like war. It was like you write from. Dude, you're good. Something about war. Oh, good. So, dear John Letters were typically letters written um, from women to American soldiers that were overseas, and you know, after a year, two years, the wives would just like meet some other dude or get sick of waiting. That's it, and send them a letter that basically was like. Uh, we're done. And then the dude, just, you know, like the soldiers, you know, fighting during World War II were just like, right. Cool. And you, that's, that's it. You're like, I got a dear John letter, mm-hmm. right? So that's actually an idiom on it in its that's own. That's true. That's yeah. right. So um, there were these, and so th- some, some publications actually like published these stories about certain officers. Look at this pathetic <laughs> dear John exactly. letter. Yeah, but like it was supposed to be like sad, like because he <laughs> couldn't be home or whatever. Um, so between 1880 and 1923, John was the number one most popular boy's name in America. So a lot of and now s- you see like none. There's very few. I, in my classes, I have some. I have some Johns. People are still naming their kid John. Yeah, yeah not many so. though. No, I guess you're right. But so a, a lot of the officers by you know by the 40s for World War II, a lot of these officers would have been named John. So yeah, like John Smith too. Mm-hmm. Okay, are, American those history. Those are two very. Those are two very common names. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're right, John. Why, why we Smith? I don't know. He's just like. <laughs> You know, when people are like, it's like such a common name, like John Smith. Yeah. So like John is the first part of John Smith. Right. So it just seemed like this sort of like, you know, everyone's name yeah. John. Um, but, you know, these guys would usually receive letters that were, you know, like, dear Johnny, darling, dearest John. So when it was just dear John, it was very curt. And oh. they were like, uh, and then people would be like, you know, other officers would be like, what does it say? And it's like, that's all she wrote. Whoa. Dear John. Okay, so that's it though. They would only actually write that. 
Dear, like the intro, Dear John, and then nothing, and then the nothingness is how you know you got broken up with. I think, yeah, like I think it, it kind Does of it actually get to that point. Yeah, like it's kind of like a dump, like I don't know, like a, I'm sure there's some, you know, young person's way of like dumping someone via text, you know, absolutely, like, you know, whatever. I just wonder. So here's the thing. First of all, very cool. Second, what if like the original people that were writing Dear John letters would write like, Dear John, I'm sorry, I've loved you for this long and it's over, right? Yeah, I think that was probably the case. Right, but what if it actually got to the point where it became like almost like a viral thing, like you were saying about the text messages, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you can just write Dear John and then a blank thing, and that's the meaning. I wonder if anyone ever actually did that. I think that that must be what kind of happened. Yeah. To like, you know, like it just, it did go through that sort of progression where like by, by saying dear John, it's just like this cold thing. Right. Right. And and all of the meaning of what she wants to say is just in that, that, that opening. Could you imagine getting something like that? That's like, that's like, what if you could get, well, yeah, if there was like an, I guess there's, is there a breakup emoji? That's what I'm saying. There probably is something like like that. Could you imagine getting that letter? Like, <laughs> or like, you hey, think everything's good? Yeah, right. It's like, I'm dying and miserable over here, but at least I have you. And she's like, dear John. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So That's horrible. Um, anyway, like there were these stories of, of, of guys talking about getting these dear John letters and sort of like their final thing being like, that's all she wrote. And so that ended up, you know sort of the meaning of that uh you know being like that's the end there's no more to it it's over wow that's cool so now here's the thing that's all she wrote that is a great i love that phrase i know i want i I actually i've used that like it's all she wrote yeah like before in my own just like day to day but i do want to kind of like keep that in the forefront it does feel like it doesn't get used enough it could go into um uh, what's before extinction? Estranged? Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, before an animal goes extinct. Endangered. Endangered, Feels yeah. a little endangered. I don't think people yeah. use it enough. Exactly, yeah. Feels very familiar, though, but just use it. So, there's this, um, there's this poem. Now, now, like, so that's not like the... I'm not telling you that that's definitely where it came from. Okay. I'm saying that that whole... That's where it got popularized. I think in the... Yeah, in America in the 1940s, it started to become way more a part of like the the social conscious. And so um, people started using it way more often. But there is um, a poem by the the 19th century poet Christina Rossetti called uh, No Thank You, John. And the whole poem is her. It's like, it's a dude who's like way too clingy, who's super interested in her. And she's like, I don't, I am not interested in you at all. The whole poem is that. It's just that. That is brutal. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten that poem before. (laughs) And so because, and because the, the um, subject of the poem is named John, that there might be some association with that. It's pretty brutal. Got a favorite line in there? Um, Well, I'll just give you a sample of what it sounds like. I never said I loved you, John. Why will you tease me day by day and wax a weariness to think upon with always do and pray? You know I never loved you, John. No fault of mine made me your toast. Why will you haunt me with a face as wan as shows an an hour-old ghost? (laughs) 
that's gotta hurt dude each of them are like that and she even says at one point i have no heart perhaps i have not but then you're mad to take offense that i don't give you what i have not got use your common sense oh my god john's (laughs) trying to be the first emo guy and she's like this is bullshit dude precisely yeah like she goes after him man so if any of you feminists out there need some new reading material Christina Rossetti's no thank you, John. That should that'll fill your cup. Wow, that is that's hurting. Can you imagine, like, especially back then, trying to like it's tough growing up now. I guess trying to figure out what like what you're supposed to do, right? With boy, like everybody dating and stuff. And mm-hmm. but back then there was like not even like a lot of time where it was all <laughs> like you were just like your dad is telling you crazy stuff. <laughs> Like people are more brutish back then, right? Well, like yeah. you know, it's like, not, like they're living. They're not living as long. They've got to get. They've got to like get right to it. And yeah, it's like John. And you there's are an idea of what men are supposed to do. Like that's that's that could get crazy. This lady's lucky she survived to write that thing. <laughs> exactly, man. 1860s. Jeez. Dudes were. I mean, dudes are annoying now, but they must have been way more annoying in the 1860s. Yes, I don't know. But this John, this John character, I think encapsulates a lot of pathetic men well. And, <laughs> yes. And so anyway, you can print that out. And show it to the guy right next to you because he probably needs it. Print that out. Just show whoever, whatever guy's sitting closest to you. Just the odds are it. he does need that. Yeah. Like, God, guys are the weirdest right now. <laughs> right. So. And back then. And back then. Luckily, you and I, we're not weird. No, we all. are very, people are very comfortable around us. I think so. So, um, all right. So that's like this one just story about the phrase and in a way it's popular. There is another possible origin. Gary Martin of Phrase Finder, he pointed out that there is a country music song called That's All She Wrote by Ernest Tubb that precedes like the mid 40s when the the world war ii stuff would have been coming out Mm. so do you want do you want to hear it yes one more second and i got a letter from my mama just a line or two she said listen daddy your good gal's leaving you that's all she wrote that's all she wrote didn't write no more she left the gloomer hanging round my front door. Now I woke up this morning. Whoa, worth the wait. Great song. <laughs> Man, so that's preceded all the war stuff, huh? Yeah, but only by two years. They're they're both still in, they're both in that nineteen, you know, forty two to nineteen forty four range. So but that song came out in nineteen forty two. So but it's not really it's not really metaphorical here though. That's all she wrote. Right, right. In so the like, song, yeah, yeah. In the song, right. like, um, but, but in a way, it probably is also a little metaphorical, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, it has to be You're a, right. because they have of to. Attrib- I haven't heard all the lyrics, but right. they have to make it a broad audience kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Clever, clever it's cowboy kind clever of clever cowboy stuff. Um, but then there, but is- it's also literal. It's very literal. There's a. <laughs> 
I'm saying I get what you're saying. Listen, a phrase can have dual function. It can be literal. It can be also metaphorical, like you're saying. That's very <laughs> absolutely. Like we're you're both. Right. Say, we're, we are saying it. We're saying that. Yeah, it's a great phrase. Language is funny. It's. I think funny. that's what we've learned through this. So, but sorry to keep cutting you off. No, it's very interesting what you've been adding. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> um. Th- so there was this uh, Texan publication in 1935, and there is this. This this um sorry this like passage. Let me know if you think this sounds like it's supposed to be figurative or not. No power except that of the legislature can change the rolls. The assessor collectors do not have the power. The commissioners courts to do not have the power. That's all she wrote, and it's final. The attorney general says in language much more eloquent and technical. That sounds figurative mm-hmm. and literal. Because Lady Law is writing, right? (gasps) That's all she wrote, and it's final. The Attorney General says in language much more... Yeah. It could be like a legal thing he's talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't he? What's he he worried about? Lady Law? Lady Liberty? (laughs) Lady Liberty. Oh, I'm getting Lady Liberty and the blind Justice's blind lady mixed up. (laughs) We should probably know more about this, because maybe maybe they are connected. I actually found out something about that. That's actually an ironic statement. Oh. Justice is blind. It used to be made to make fun of the aristocracy who was in, tra- in charge of all the... Justice was blind in a different way. Wow. Because it favored the rich. <laughs> what? This is not what this... This is a, diff- this is a side story here. Okay. Let's keep it going. <laughs> Listen, get back on track here. You're the one who started talking. Well, I thought I was I was sharing. Okay. Um so uh that's kind of like all we know about the phrase. So it it's I think I think here's the deal. That's all she wrote has existed for a pretty long time in America. We don't know exactly where it came from, but it <laughs> it was Using this Ernest Tubb song, and then it was used in 1944 with the Dear John letters. Absolutely. And that kind of forced it back into the lexicon. I love it. Why are you laughing? I because it's, it's fun that we're doing this together. We're good friends. We're trying to, you know, <laughs> oh God. we're trying to goof around and have have yeah. some fun do, doing an art project here. I that, love it. And that's why you're laughing? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were making fun of me. No, because, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, we've been in this show for 47 episodes. Can you play some sad music? <laughs> sure. And, you know, sometimes you just get into the groove and you forget how uh, how good of a thing you really got here. Because I'm Jack Nicholson. <laughs> so, with that being said, um, I do have a few, a few fun facts. Um, All right. Saggy it to me, baby. I already <laughs> said that. <laughs> weirdo all right so bill murray says this in caddyshack he says that's all she wrote and uh it's when he says license to kill gophers by the government of the i can't do it no you got it you got it (laughs) it's too difficult i got you definitely got it because i want to try it too license to kill gophers by the government of the united nations man free to kill gophers at will to kill you must know your enemy. And in this case, my enemy is a varmint. And a varmint will never quit. Ever. They're like the Viet Cong. A varmint Cong. 
So what you gotta do is you gotta fall back on superior firepower and superior intelligence. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> oh my god, that is a great quote. Wow. And long, too. Listen, I'm just really embarrassed that I did. I tried to do the Caddyshack impression. I'm probably going to cut that out. No, it was so good. <laughs> it's The Galley Llama. Good, good. Yeah. Oh, there'll be no money. But so on your deathbed, you shall achieve complete consciousness. <laughs> Figured that going for me. That's Mario, really- Mario, if you're listening, which I know you're not, that's what we always say. That's really good, Al. <laughs> Um, no script. Also, in uh, so Albert and I are huge Bruce Springsteen fans. <laughs> Old Jersey boys. And in the river, he sings, Then I got Mary pregnant. And man, that was all oh, she wrote. Yes, dude, definitely. Yeah, man. Yes. So I was like, Oh, shit. Ugh. The boss has got some idiomatic stuff in there for us. Man. And then also the last thing I wrote was whenever I think of that's all she wrote, I think of murder she wrote. No. <laughs> see? 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 I'm looking at it. It's hard to focus, but I'm looking at it. See? We think the same. See? That's crazy, right? I always. Now, would, do you know why you associated it? No, it was my grandma's house, I guess. Like... We were both at our grandma's house. <laughs> That's crazy. We've been friends since kindergarten. Anyway, that's all she wrote on this idiom. Boom. We will be right back after this ska punk interlude. Back, that was the Mad Caddies with Mum's the Word, yeah, which dude. is an idiom. And Mad Caddies, thank you so much. Yo, They're on uh, Fat Records. They are. Right? Mm, yeah. That is juicy. Uh, Jim, Alex, Roger, and I saw them open up for Lagwagon and Bad Religion and No Effects. And they have a, they cover cool. a Lagwagon song. That's the best. That's like the. That's very cool. That's the cool. Which song is it? Alien 8. Yes. I know. So um, that'll definitely make it to our Don't Be an Idiom Spotify playlist. We, we had someone contact us, uh, Kim from Hartford. She's She works with ceramics. Oh, yeah. Kim, what's up? And she does a lot of like um, like cool like egg stuff. Well, yeah. And <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because I mean, I did a whole <laughs> like spiel egg, about egg eggs on here about how eggs are so cool. She the works shell's with the like egg themed stuff. Yeah. And like that's perfect for us because we love eggs here. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Drink them. So, Kim, keep it up. Um, we need to 
you know, we need to get you, you know, you and your egg ceramics on the yeah. on the episode. Yeah, and podcast. we can do like a QVC kind of spoof. Oh, good. Right? I like that. Yeah. And then it'll also be the show. It'll be, it'll yeah, good. But you can also actually buy them. Absolutely. Right. Okay, We're going to put a two-minute timer on here. <laughs> and then that's it. Gosh, yeah, two minutes. <laughs> That's that, is that your QVC it's voice? It's like QVC guy. They, they've, there's characters on QVC. You know. Seriously. All right. So uh, what's your idiom? Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Why don't you just pass the buck? <laughs> Already. Pass the buck. Um, why Go don't you just ahead pass and pass the, the buck? buck. Pass the buck. All right. I you know I've heard pass the buck. I've never. I don't think I've ever used it. Um, does it mean, uh, I guess I don't really use it either. Although I, we started using it at school a couple years ago. Um, does it kind of mean like, uh, Hey, like, like, uh, put down money, like, um, pass the buck. Not exactly. Okay. Well, what does it but mean? It what's could, the definition? I could see it be used in that way. Yeah. In what, a way. What's the definition? It's to shift the responsibility for something to someone else. So it's like you're. It's kind of like you're kicking the can down the road, sort of thing. You're, you're like, eh, I'm gonna give this to the next guy. I'm not gonna deal with this. I'm gonna give it to the next guy. You're passing you're, the, you're passing the, blame. the, res- the responsibility. Oh, the responsibility yeah. on somebody else. Yeah, I'm blame too. You blame. You could do. You pass anything down the line. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Except money and cheap thrills. <laughs> no one's passing those down the line. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, so do you, you get it though, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You're like, you'd be like, that's Roger's department. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> Roger at Amazon. <laughs> All right. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's not shipping. It's receiving. No, it's not receiving. It's shipping. Like, I mean, no, I I got it. Pay, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I where already do you think got it. Comes it. From? Oh, I mean, okay. I'd understood well, it. I had understood it. You know, moments again. All right. That's just how I look. <laughs> that's just my face tonight. <sighs> Um, so if I were to guess the origin of pass the buck, what would I say? I think it, it's an old American idiom. They've been using it since the, the, you know, the 1700s and it really was, it was, uh, it, it came from an old story out West, uh, you know, way out there. Oh yeah. Well, not too far out there because in the seventeen hundreds, start turning east again. I guess. <laughs> well, no, like I don't think much of the West was settled in the seventeen hundreds. No, so, no, no. I'm just saying, if you had a so just magical kind r- of thing right outside going. of Philadelphia, um, there were, were ranchers, and um, and one day, um, the, the dad. Farmer, Farmer Smith, John Smith. Oh, right. <laughs> very common name Bring back. It back. <laughs> uh, someone snatched a pie off of off of the windowsill, and he was really looking forward to that pie. <laughs> His wife made it, and she was very good at this kind of thing. <laughs> and wow, lucky guy. Well, but someone took it, and there's only two possible. Um, you know other characters in the story <laughs> yeah. and it was his two sons okay oh um shit charles and gibson and they he said now look i saw <laughs> i don't know how they talked about how they talked in the 1700s but it was like now i saw 
Mama, Mama Bear, she threw a pie down on the windowsill. I turned around for a moment, and then when I turned back around, it was gone, and I saw you two idiots running, running by. <laughs> now, <laughs> wow, I can't wait to see how you bring this home. I forgot what my idiom was while you were telling me. So he, this farmer, he's been around for a long time. He's he saw them back home in England. He's seen them here in the New World. And uh, he reckons that it's about the speed of a buck. <laughs> the what is? A buck is a... It's like no, a... No, no, but what, he reckons what is about the speed of a buck? About how fast the pie got stolen? From the time he turned around. <laughs> that is the speed of a buck. I get it. I know what you're saying. From the time he turned around to the time he turned back, that would to to have snatched the pie. <laughs> to have snatched the pie, you would need to have the speed of a buck. <laughs> You'd have to have the speed of a buck. Okay, we're we're getting there. Yeah. So, um, Farmer Smith lets many, 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 many weeks pass, <laughs> and then he goes. Hey, uh, Charles Gibson, like, let's have a, I'm gonna have a little race then, like, you know, whoever wins, that you're my favorite oh. son. <laughs> and so the boys have a, he goes, go, and like, they, they race, and he has him race right past where the kitchen window is. Oh my God. And he sees Gibson zoom so fast, he's like, that is the speed of a buck. <laughs> you know, my idiom's not speed of a buck, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's past the buck. Okay, I just want to make sure. (laughs) And so then he goes, sons, come over here. and goes, which one of you took that pie the other day? You know, several, several weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) About seven weeks ago. uh, I was going to eat that pie. (laughs) And and, uh, Charles, I mean, I mean, uh, Gibson says it was, um, it was Charles. I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) And Charles knows that Gibson was the one. (laughs) And uh, Charles said, uh, I guess, you know, you're faster than me. You're you're older than me. I'm going to take the blame on this. Charles took the blame? And the buck was passed to him just as Gibson passed him in the run, which was the speed of a buck. Wow. Now, here's the thing. Did the when he admitted it, was the dad like, I knew it <laughs> but was like it's like a big question. Well he was like, what? Well Yeah, because clearly he did the whole test to see if who would run the fastest. But he knew it was Gibson. But Charles was punished. <laughs> So he knew it was Gibson. He punished Charles anyway to teach everyone a lesson. Because he hated his name about passing the buck. He's like, I don't like that <laughs> name so much. It's weird. No, but do you see that he? That's um, you know, <laughs> the the. He, the lesson he, then is then the John lesson Smith is, is like my kid passed the buck to my other kid and I punished him for not standing up for himself. And by doing this, I will make the phrase pass the buck. Right. Things. 
He's like, but now I got this phrase. Right. So anyway, that's my guess. If it's wrong, tell me. If it's right, definitely whatever. wrong. <laughs> that was insane. All right. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> no, but it was fun though. It was a wild ride. I think the audience can agree with me. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So here's where pass the buck comes from. Poker. Oh. The card game of poker. Cards. I love games. Yes. Yes. That's why you're the game apprentice. Mm-hmm. Became popular in the 19th century, and people back then were highly suspicious of other gamblers cheating. So what they would do is they would um, rotate the dealer. Oh. Right. And we've played poker the, before. The, me and the you. Uh, croupier. The croupier. Is that what they call it? That's a dealer, isn't it? Is it? You're the AC guy. You're the Atlantic City Croupier? guy. <laughs> Where did you learn that? Uh, that's that's what they're called, isn't it? Well, fucking Google it. I don't. Wait, is that the guy? I could see that being the guy that deal like deals craps or something. Croupier. Yeah. All right. Craps or well, I have never too. heard Poker. croupier. Yo, if I'm right, boo at Albert in your I'm car. I'm sure you're right because you're you're so smart. Who knows croupier? I don't know. All right. So anyway, what are all these like English books you read have that. What's well, a French word? <laughs> it's not even. See, English. that was a trap. I knew you'd correct me. <laughs> All right. all right anyway so yeah so we've played poker, poker before yes. and you the dealer rotates right and in fact i feel like in a lot of games now the dealer rotates but that's because people were suspicious of cheaters mm-hmm. so when you would uh rotate uh, the dealer they would have a marker so that you would know who is dealing right and yeah. even my poker set has marker chips that oh, you know so that right. you don't get out of it because that way everyone gets a chance everyone's in and like in, if there's one crooked guy you could see but all five are crooked or all right. eight that's a lot less <laughs> the odds are worse right right so to mark the marker back back then it a lot of times what they used was a knife with a buckhorn handle. Oh, that's nice. And I can imagine the cowboys like sticking it in the big in the wood, and they're like, "Yeah, you hear it? That's good thick wood. It's your turn to deal." We should get Alex to carve us up some buckhorn. Some buck, I know buckhorn. I know. Pass the buck. Is this where this is going? Yeah. The buckhorn handle and pass yeah. the buck. Yeah. Whoa. So, um, and wait, why, why are these cowboys scratching up the chips? Why are they scratching the chips? <laughs> Why are they hitting it with a knife? Oh, no. I'm just... So the, the knife is just a marker place. You put it in front of whoever's mm, the dealer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, when I'm done, I pass the buck right. to you. I see. The buckhorn handle. Uh, maybe I zoned yeah. out for a but moment. But I was just thinking, I think it's interesting. <laughs> no, it is interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, it's pretty to the point. It's, but it's very cool image. I think it's cool. But... I don't think they stabbed it into the table, not the chips. Like I just, just but then I was thinking, imagine like really tough outlaw types being like, your deal. Yeah. Tex. Right. You know? I could see that. But they probably just laid it down. I see what you mean now. Now then, there was also a while after that where they started using like a silver dollar coin oh, cool. uh, as the marker, right? And yeah. when you get poker sets now, they, they come with like a marking chip. And so it's like, it looks like a silver dollar or whatever. And there's been some like speculation that because that's worth a dollar and a dollar is also known as a buck and that's you pass the buck, the dollar chip, but there's nothing 
those are weak foundations there. Oh, all right. So, so, so that's just some like fun tidbits you're throwing at us but real it, quick. But, but it is you know, kind we're not of, actually supposed to take it home. Well, yeah, but the thing is though, is that it's funny that a buck mm. also became known dollar. as a dollar. I and know then, that. And then the, the, the handle of the knife, which was the marker, also became a silver dollar. It just it just seems a little coincidental. And the buck stops here. I I actually was gonna talk about that oh, a little bit. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um Actually, why don't we just that? I got my next section sentence here says bonus idiom. The buck stops here. Oh yeah, I want to know all about that. Popularized by FDR and (laughs) Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Not so smart now, are you? John F. Kennedy, the guy right before John Kennedy. No one knows who that was. (laughs) The guy right after LBJ. Abe Shrinken. LBJ. Nope. Uh. Reagan? Nope. <laughs> Who the fuck? Harry S. Truman. Truman. I, did, I, I know, right? I The Truman Show. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot have this in there. I cannot remember Harry Truman. <laughs> Dude, I could not remember. I would, and he's I would, a Twin Peaks character. It's, I would have guessed all of the same guesses <laughs> as you. But I knew it was someone like like big. Like, yeah, you know? like I, yeah. I knew it was a, a heavy hitter. Yeah. Well, I think didn't Truman come after FDR died? Let's not talk about I think because FDR, he was the one we like, right? This is called Don't Be an Idiot because we're both idiots, all right? And we're trying to not be idiots by understanding where the phrases we we're use. We're just trying to focus on one thing. We never said we were going to be good at history. But like, like you know, well, now we're learning. We're learning a very specific right. thing. Yeah, focus on what we are <laughs> teaching you, not what we don't know. So Harry S. Truman had the yeah. buck stops here. He had it on his desk, right? Like a... Yes, uh, like a he kept the sign on his desk. The buck stops here. Mm. So the idea with that is, is that he's like someone needs to take responsibility. Yeah, and it's gonna be me. I'm not gonna pass the buck down to the next guy. Oh man, that's awesome. He's taking ownership, dude. There is when was the last time America had a president that was saying the buck stops here? I feel like Biden could do it. Oh, whoa, yeah. What's he we saying right now? He's like... He's saying like, oh, yeah, He's like... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, I know what he's saying. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. The buck stops here. He could just add, here's the deal, guy. The buck stops here. My father. My father used to say the buck stops here. I love my father. Yeah. He's a working man. (laughs) In Delaware. I love it at Delaware. (laughs) I love I'm going to take the (laughs) train. You know, it's really hard to do... Public (laughs) transportation... I'm Jack Nicholson Biden. <laughs> anyway. The, the buck stops here. <laughs> the buck stops here, man. <laughs> I'm going to take the sign and shove it up your ass. That's good. Now that's Jack. All right. <laughs> anyway, so some of you might be familiar with the buck stops here. You might be familiar with the sign. But did you know that... Harry Truman got that that placard for his desk from a warden, a prison warden that was also an avid poker player. Oh, it was a gift. Oh, and the, wow. Tying those so, two together. So the poker reference is still there. Definitely. Wow. Now, here's the other thing. You might want to know what's on the other side of that sign. Oh, what did it say? Because there's, there's another side. You're so handsome. And it just says... I'm from Missouri. <laughs> now, you might wonder, why does it say that? Well, it's also a double meaning. 
Truman was from Missouri. Mm-hmm. But it's also a reference to this statement that William Duncan Van Divers made in a, in a famous speech. Hmm. You might say, who's Wil- William Duncan Van Diver? Well, he was a Democratic member of the House of Representatives. And in his 1899 speech, he declared, and here's, I'm going to do my um, impression. Now, I did practice this. Okay. All right, here we go. I come from a state that raises corn and cotton, cockleburrs and Democrats, and frothy eloquence neither convinces me nor satisfies me. I'm from Missouri, and you have to show me. So that's what, it's actually like a cutoff of that. Like, And basically it was like another statement that's like, just, you got to tell it to me straight. Yeah, right. Kind of deal. Like, let's, like, Truman was like, no BS. Right. None. Let's Will just deal not with this. have it. Good. That's a good. That's a good ref, man. I think so too. It's a great one. Um, I got some. I got some fun facts here. You Come might on. have wondered what a cockle burr is. <laughs> oh, I see. So now you're going into the speech. It's xanthium. Mm-hmm. Genus of the flowering plants in the sunflower tribe. Uh-huh. Okay. Keeps things chewy. Now, I got some fun facts about poker. Because we were talking about poker. Mm-hmm. Did you know that the, the longest game of poker ever supposedly lasted uh, eight years, five months, what? and three days? It started in 1881. It was according to this place called the Birdcage Theater in Arizona. All these guys were big players, cowboy types, and they all had a minimum buy-in of $1,000. Yeah. Now... I don't know the logistics of how often they played. I don't think <laughs> they were playing every day for like, you know, eight, eight hours. Year, yeah, right. But that's what they say. Wow. That's a long time. In the old days with poker, they used to play with actual gold nuggets, gold coins, and even gold dust. Hmm. But then they had to turn, they had to create poker chips. That and was they, probably, yeah, trading dust or throwing dust right. in the mix of things. Like you is, just sneezed on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Good, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, now I got two Truman facts for you. Truman survived an assassination attempt. Did you know this? Truman did? Yeah. He's a badass. Two Puerto Rican nationalists tried to kill Truman in 1950 when he was staying at the Blair House. Uh, while the White House was under renovation. And a White House guard died trying to protect oh, him. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. But he did kill the one of the attackers. The guy who died? Yeah, so right. the guard died and one attacker died. All right, well, thank you for your service. And, um, yes, thank you for your service. Uh, the last thing is the Harry S. Truman. Do you know what the S stands for? Son of a bitch. That's a good answer. <laughs> It doesn't stand for anything, really. So he, <laughs> okay. well, I don't, because in a way it has meaning. Oh. But his middle name is S. Period. Whoa. Because apparently when he was born, his parents couldn't decide which. He had like two relatives that had S names. They were like, well, we, we want to do it between Stephen and Staven. Like, yeah, go, Staven. And then they couldn't, they couldn't agree on it. So they're like, we're just going to make it S. Wow. So he doesn't have a middle name. That's incredible. Isn't that weird? That's weird and cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. And that is all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good. Well, hey everyone. You, as you can tell, the the countdown has begun. Um, so we got to get out of here, or we're gonna blow up in the big end of the show explosion. This is a highlight of the show. Very fun for me. <laughs> so, um, hey, hit us up at don'tbeanidiomatgmail.com. Listen, share your favorite episode with your with three close friends. Yeah, we need compounded interest. Mm-hmm. Check and out the Instagram. In, uh, yeah, and send, you know, say what's up. Say what's up and, and buy and a magnet. Buy a magnet. Until mm-hmm. next time, don't, don't be, be an, an idiot. idiot. job my husband's dead and i got a fat check from the government i still like to write my stories like stevie king but i keep getting interrupted by them pig cops murder she wrote she wrote, murder. She wrote, murder. She wrote, 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 murder. She wrote. Now she's hiring Ryan and Albert to join the team. They're gonna do all the boring stuff and the paperwork. Now she can focus on her writing and chase down leads While she's banging the sheriff, the boys are paying parking ticks Murder, she wrote Murder, she wrote Murder, she wrote Murder, she wrote, 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 wrote,